What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. I am one of your hosts, Kylie, and I am not joined by my co host, Anya. I'm doing a solo episode this week because Anya is honestly, as we speak, getting ready to take the stage for the first time post-grad. So let's all send on you good vibes. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, she will have been done her performances. But still, I think there's there's good vibes to be had. So hopefully all her performances go well. I'm recording this on a Thursday and I'm seeing her on Saturday. So I'm very excited to see her back on the stage, back in action. But in the meantime, while she's performing, I'm holding down the fort here, coming at you with a solo episode, and this week I'm going to talk about books to get you out of a reading slump. So I think I talked about this in a few of our past episodes, but I am back on my book grind. I was a huge reader. It was probably my number one hobby outside of dance um, growing up. I loved to read. I could down a book in a day or two. And then once I got to college, I was studying English. And then especially when I got to law school, there was just so much reading to do uh, for school that I did not have the time to read for pleasure or I didn't want to because it was all I was doing for school. So now that I am working full-time, reading a lot less, I've gotten way back into reading for pleasure and I've set some big book goals for myself this year and I just kind of wanted to talk about some of the books that I found really really addicting um the book that got me out of my reading slump and then also some upcoming releases that are very exciting and I think go really well with my book suggestions and so if it's not enough motivation based on like the premise of these books maybe some of these upcoming releases will encourage you to get a jump start on those authors previous publishings. So yeah, but before we do that, I want to remind you guys to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and write a review. It really, really helps us out and it helps get the show out to people who would find this show very entertaining or very helpful. And of course, that's all we want to do, as well as give us five stars on Spotify. Spotify doesn't allow you to type reviews as far as I know, but you can leave five stars. So again, that would help us out tremendously. Okay, so before I hop into the segments, I lied. I'm not done yet. I did want to mention we are doing an advice column episode. This episode is going to come out on February 8th. So if you want to email us at two degrees hotter podcast at gmail.com, if you want to submit to our anonymous suggestion box, or if you want to DM us on Instagram at two degrees hotter, let us know what is plaguing your lives right now. I feel like Anya and I, maybe I'm a little biased, but I feel like Anya and I give pretty good advice. We constantly, like I said, want to be helping and, you know, making the show as useful and entertaining for you guys as possible. So I think having an advice column episode could be really fun. So if there is anything that you guys want advice on, then definitely submit them to us. We will keep all suggestions anonymous. So even if you email it to us with your name, we're not going to mention any names or anything like that on the show. So your secret is safe with us. Just go ahead and submit those and I'll leave everything linked down below where you can submit for the advice column. But yeah, we're very excited about that. Like I said, I think it'll be really fun. And now, not kidding, we're going to get into the segment starting with my weekend review. (laughs) 
So honestly, not a ton going on at the moment. Omicron is rearing her ugly head, so I'm really just laying low these days, trying not to get sick, trying to keep my family safe and not sick. And so because of that, I have really been on my workout grind. I've been doing a lot of Peloton rides, a lot of different like I try to do some Pilates classes. I've been stretching a ton because, girl, Anya's been talking about me joining the dance company that she joined once I moved back to Boston. And I'll tell you what, my flexibility is not at that place yet. So I figured in the meantime, I should use this time to (laughs) stretch and get my flexibility a little bit back to where it was. And yeah, and then I guess from a professional development standpoint, I actually, the day that I'm recording this, my company had their big kickoff meeting. It's a big meeting where we talk about sort of what 2021 looked like for everyone, for every, you know, department of the company and then forecast for 2022, set goals for 2022, all that fun stuff. And then it concludes with an award ceremony. And I actually won an award, which was really, really cool. I essentially won an award for, you know, being someone, I think you have to be tenured at the company for less than three years. I've only been there for six months, at least in 2021. So I qualified in that regard. And yeah, so it's just someone who hasn't been at the company for too long, but who has built up a you know significant body of work. And so I was very humbled to get this award. I thought that was really um, nice. The CEO of our company said some really great, very nice things. And yeah, so that that was really cool. It's always good, at least what I found really attractive about my company when I was searching for jobs is that they do a really great job of giving relevant and earned praise. Um, They're not going to pat you on the back just for logging on for the day. Like it's not a participation award type of environment, Uh, but it is a, if you're doing a good job, you're going to get recognized for doing a good job type of environment. Like nothing really slips through the cracks in that way, which I, like I said, found very attractive. And I think it keeps our company very motivated in the morale very high. So yeah, that was really cool. I don't know if anyone from my company is, you know, listening to this. They do know about the podcast, but if you are, I'm very appreciative of that award. I'm very humbled by it. And yeah, that's everything going on in my life recently. Not a lot. What was the Taylor Swift caption? Not a lot going on at the moment, I think is what it was. That's me. But anyways, let's move into my favorite. So this week, I feel like this is a very like 2020 favorite because it is a The Ordinary product Um, and is their squalene oil. So I believe it was in our 2021 favorites episode. Anya talked about how she sort of just embraced more like moisturizing and hydrating products as a whole in 2021 and how it really helped her skin. And that just kind of like lit a fire under me to do the same thing. I've noticed my skin has become really oily over the past couple of years. And I do think, especially because I didn't have oily skin beforehand, like growing up, I didn't really have oily skin. I do think that it's a a result of my skin being dry and producing excess oil because it's gotten a bit dry. And so I decided to implement squalene oil specifically because I use the Ordinary's niacinamide serum. And I heard that niacinamide and squalene are pretty good like power duo to have in your skincare routine. And I really like it. I have noticed my skin is a lot glowier. My oil does seem to be a bit more controlled and my skin is just, yeah, it's doing, it's doing really well. I almost hesitate saying that because I don't want to come in next episode and be like, yep, I'm breaking out now because I jinxed myself. 
but so far we're doing good. So yeah, that I definitely recommend. The Ordinary is great. It's so affordable and it's so like each product is very niche, so you can really customize your skincare. In my opinion, it does take a little bit of research to make sure that you're combining the right ingredients and grabbing the right products that'll work for your skin tone, or excuse me, not your skin tone, your skin type, but I do think that it's worth it in the end because they are pretty cheap products, and like I said, you can get that really customized routine out of it. So, Highly recommend checking out the squalene oil, especially if you are oily. I think it's a good oil for oily skin. I know our oily girls can be really afraid of oils, but this one I can assure you has not been of any detriment to my skin, at least thus far. Okay, so that is everything. I feel like that was a very quick... If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasty in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. (laughs) Segments portion, they're always very quick on their solo episodes, but let's just jump right into the episode topic. So... I do want to note a quick disclaimer before I get into the suggestions of books that will get you out of reading slump that personally I gravitate towards like contemporary romance novels and a little bit of like thriller, mystery, or those elements. So most of the books in this episode are going to be in that genre. Actually, I think all of the books are in one of those two genres. So if that's not your thing, I totally understand. But also, I think these books are just objectively pretty good. I don't know. Maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's a controversial opinion. But I suggest at least picking up the one that seems like the most intriguing to you because I personally really, really enjoyed all of these books. And like I said, they're the books that got me out of my reading slump. So without further ado, the book that legitimately got me out of my reading slump. This is the first book that I read in 2021 and since then I have just been devouring books is Verity by Colleen Hoover. Colleen Hoover is a pretty well-known romance author. I feel like if you have a TikTok account and you've stumbled across book talk, you've probably heard of Colleen Hoover and her books like It Ends With Us and Ugly Love, November 9th, all of that. Um, But Verity is very different. I believe it's independently published. Um, So Colleen Hoover did not publish through her normal publisher. And it is more of like a psychological 
thriller. So you got murder, you got mystery. There is a decent amount of spice, arguably too much spice. Um, so if that's not your thing, would not recommend this one, but it's very spicy. It has romance, it has everything, and it's one of those books that you just absolutely cannot put down once you start it because there is that mystery element and you just need to know what is going on and what is going to happen. So I like devoured this book and I'm pretty sure I got it from a friend. A friend recommended it to me and she we get together every week to watch The Bachelor. So my two friends said that you know, they had both read the book. They both wanted me to read it so we could discuss the ending because once you read the book, you'll know that the ending is something that you definitely want to talk to other people about. And if you want to DM me and let me know what team you are, I won't say the teams, but if you want to let me know what team you are, if you have read Verity, please do. I love to discuss this. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they gave it to me one week while we were watching The Bachelor and I had it finished like way before we returned the next week. <laughs> so devoured it in a couple days. So, so good. I would say though, definitely read the trigger warnings on this one. I don't think this book is for everyone. There are some really, really tough parts to read at times. So just take care of yourself. Look at the trigger warnings. And if it doesn't seem like it's something that is suitable for your personal journey, then definitely skip it. The next book, and I guess it's more of a series, but it's the Addicted slash Calloway Sisters series by Krista and Becca Ritchie. Again, I've talked about this book on the pod or the series on the podcast. I just think these authors are masters in character development and they really do make the characters feel like real people. I find I've been trying to space out this series um, and read other books in between. And I find that in the interim between when I finish one book and start another, I genuinely like miss the characters and wonder what they're up to and wonder like what's going to happen in the next book. Uh, so I think that's truly a testament to the author's ability to really develop their characters and make them feel like real people and almost make them feel like your friend. <laughs> Um, it is a 10-part series between the Addicted books and the Callaway Sisters books. So I believe there's five Addicted books, four Callaway Sisters, and then an epilogue novel that wraps up both series. So once you read, the first book is called Addicted to You. Once you read that book, you literally have a ton of content and a ton of plot to get through. So that's amazing. And yeah, and like the title suggests, these books do deal with addiction, specifically alcoholism and sex addiction. So if you think that might be triggering, definitely skip it. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I haven't seen when people talk about these books, people like explicitly saying, oh, definitely check the trigger warnings. But I figured addiction is a very touchy topic, a very subjective thing. So if you think that that wouldn't be super helpful for your journey, then again, skip these ones as well. But I promise some of these suggestions don't involve any trigger warnings. So the next book on my list is People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. This should come as no surprise. Anya and I did a book club episode on People We Meet on Vacation and Beach Read both by Emily Henry. And honestly, I would put Beach Read as like a subheading under this suggestion because I, I I enjoyed that book as well. And I think that it could also get you out of a reading slump. I just personally really loved People We Meet on Vacation. But yeah, I it's Emily Henry just does such a great job of melding humor and romance and spice to where like it all just fits so well. And she is a master at tropes. Like she is so good at taking your favorite romance trope, whether it be friends to lovers, one bed, fake dating, uh, whatever it may be. I actually don't think either of these books have fake dating, but you know what I mean. She's a master at tropes and she really makes them work to her advantage. 
And yeah, and the plus side is that if you read one or both of these books, then you have another podcast episode to listen to by listening to our book club episode and you can kind of discuss it with us and it's like we're book friends. So highly, highly recommend checking out Emily Henry and her books because she's a great author. So the next book is actually a recent read. Actually, these next two are very recent reads of mine, but they have made a lasting impact. Um, so the first one is The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. I just had this as a favorite um, not too long ago in an episode. I think I devoured this book in like 36 hours. It was one, again, it was just one of those books where, you know, the first like 50 pages say it, you know, was slow and I was fine and you're building up that world and the characters and all of that. And then all of a sudden I was just like, I can't put this down. Like I don't want to put this down. Every free chance that I had, I was reading it. It's so, so good. And it has some of the best tropes. It has fake dating, which I'm finding may be one of my favorite tropes. I don't know. I need to read more fake dating, but very much enjoyed this fake dating book. Professor Student, which I understand is ethically and morally not the best, but it works pretty well here. And it's it's a book. It's fiction, okay? I'm not, don't, if you're a student, don't do that with your professor, right? Just don't do that. But in your books, do that. That's fine in books. <laughs> um, and then it also has the grumpy sunshine trope, which is another one of my favorite tropes. It's just, it's so good. And then I think a really fun fact about this book and its author is that she's actually a neuroscientist. Like she has a PhD in neuroscience. So she's a scientist first, <laughs> romance author second. And this is her debut album and she just absolutely freaking crushed it. Like that is so badass. So you heard it here first. Buying this book supports women in STEM and we love supporting women in STEM. But seriously, huge, huge fan and very excited to see what this author is up to in 2022. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then the last book that I would recommend to get you out of a reading slump is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. So I was going to make this my favorite. I originally wasn't going to do a book episode for my solo episode. And when that was the case, I was going to make The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo my favorite for the week. But obviously, now that I'm doing a book I or a book episode, I just wanted to throw it into my suggestions. I think this might be my new favorite book of all time. This book just absolutely captivated me. I, again, could not put it down. But I, I will say I read it at a slower pace than The Love Hypothesis, I think because I just did not want it to end. Like, I was so captivated, captivated and so enthralled by the characters in the storyline that I was like I never want to like leave this world but at the same time like I kept a steady pace because there is a bit like of a mystery built into it and I really wanted to know what was up and like how that mystery unfolded it was just phenomenal I think it's categorized as a historical fiction but of course it has romance in it has some LGBTQ themes in it um, a little bit of mystery mixed in and it takes place primarily in like the 50s, 60s, 70s, which is just such a cool era. Like I love it so much. It has that like old Hollywood aesthetic to it. I'm just so obsessed. I'm, I could literally ramble on for days about this book. I'm so obsessed with it and you should read it. This is my first Taylor Jenkins read book that I've ever read and I am 
so excited to dive into more of her books, um, specifically Daisy Jones and the Six and Malibu Rising, which I know are two of her like big ones. Um, and the word on the street is that The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is being turned into a movie or a TV show. Don't quote me, but I saw something on TikTok. I, I think it was a TV show and I could scream. Like it's literally going to be the most visually appealing TV show that ever was. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Anyways, so those are the five books that I would suggest to get you out of reading slump. I don't think that these are even necessarily like my favorite books. I have some books that I really truly love that aren't on this list, uh, but I do think that these are just books that are very fast paced and very easy to read and to like really get into and get done in a couple of days to just sort of like kickstart that motivation to keep reading. I uh, Hopefully that makes sense. But yeah, so now getting into some books that I am looking forward to in the new year because most of the authors that I just mentioned are coming out with books this year. So again, if it isn't motivation enough to just like want to read and make that a resolution for you this year, then hopefully some of these new releases get you pumped up and wanting to read a bit before they hit the shelves. So the first release that I'm really excited for is Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover. This actually comes out today when you're listening to this episode, January 18th. Well, if you're listening to the episode on the day that it dropped, which is January 18th, then it's out. If you're listening to it after January 18th, it's already out. Go to Barnes & Noble, go to Amazon, go to where, go to your local books. Actually, go to your local bookstore. That's where you should go and see if they have it or ask them to order it for you because they'll do that. But yeah, so a quick synopsis. This book is about a troubled young mother who yearns for a shot at redemption after serving five years in prison for a tragic mistake. Kenna, I believe is how you pronounce it, Kenna Rowan returns to the town where it all went wrong, hoping to reunite with her four-year-old daughter. So I will say with this, considering that I recommended Verity by Colleen Hoover, I would maybe recommend reading one of Colleen Hoover's books that isn't Verity as well. I personally have read November 9th and it ends with us and I loved, 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 loved both of those books. But like I said earlier in the episode, Verity is a bit of a venture for her. Uh, it's not super typical with the books that she writes and based on the synopsis and the vibes that I'm getting from reminders of him, it seems like this is more so in line with Colleen Hoover romance than Colleen Hoover mystery. So I would re just recommend checking out one of her romance books to make sure that you jive with her romance writing, but I most certainly jive with her romance writing. I think she's freaking spectacular and I am super excited for this book. So the next release that I'm really excited about is Hook, Line, and Sinker by Tessa Bailey. This releases on March 1st. And what's funny is that, so Tessa Bailey has a book called It Happened One Summer. I believe that's what it's called. Let me double check. That would be embarrassing if that's not what it's called. Yeah, It Happened One Summer. And I'll tell you what, Book Talk is obsessed with that book. Obsessed. And I have yet to read it. I It is currently like in transit to me. I did order it the other day. Um, so it's on its way. I definitely want to read it, but I believe Hook, Line, and Sinker is the second book in that duology. And so March 1st, I figured if I get the book now, I can definitely read it before March 1st, and then I'll be able to catch right back up with Hook, Line, and Sinker. 
And yeah, I don't know too much. I have a synopsis here for the book, but I'm going to be honest, it's very, very long. I don't think you want me to read this whole thing to you. Uh, but like I said, I believe it follows the It Happens One Summer plot and carries on with that. And yeah, I'm just super stoked and I'm very excited to dive into Tessa Bailey and kind of have the opportunity to like binge these books together because like I said, It Happened One Summer, I believe, came out in 2021. And so people who read that had to wait a little bit before Hook, Line, and Singer comes out. And I love a binge. TV show binge, book binge, doesn't matter. I'll, I do all the binges. Uh, so I'm excited to be able to do that. So the next release that I am so excited for. I Is this my most anticipated? This might be my most anticipated release of the year. It's Book Lovers by Emily Henry. This comes out May 3rd. Again, I mean, you guys know that Anya and I are Emily Henry stands. She did such a good job with Treat and with People We Meet on Vacation. And the common denominator between those two books and Book Lovers is that she's writing romances about writers and she's damn good at it. So I am so stoked about this. This is about a couple who writes books together, I'm pretty sure. And the romance and the trials and the tribulations that ensue. Again, I have sort of a synopsis, but it's pretty long and I won't make you suffer through it. But she just loves writing love stories about writers. And I just think it's going to be phenomenal. And I'm really hoping and really praying that it's on book of the month because Beach Read and People We Meet on Vacation were both on book of the month. And I'm trying to get that that early copy, if you know what I mean. I'm just trying to get an early copy. But yeah, so that is book number three that I'm super excited about. And then the last book that I am stoked about, and literally this just got, this information just got released like the other day. Um, It's Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood. So again, the author of The Love Hypothesis. This comes out August 23rd. And I'm so stoked. Like I said, I just read The Love Hypothesis and just absolutely loved it. I think that Allie Hazelwood is so unbelievably talented, especially considering that romance writing is not like, I don't want to say not in her wheelhouse because it very clearly is in her wheelhouse because she did such a damn good job. But considering it's not her nine to five, I am just so excited to see like what else she has in store. It seems like she's really honing in on STEM romance and writing romances between scientists, which, hey, I'm no scientist, right? I know the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, and that's about the end of my science knowledge, but I will give her all of my money, all of it, every last penny to just read her work on scientists falling in love. I just, yeah. And because she is a scientist herself, like her books aren't BSing the science aspect of it. Like, you know, when you read a book and the characters are like supposed to be an expert in some sort of knowledge base and you can just tell that the author isn't themselves an expert in it. That's not a problem here, besties, because Allie Hazelwood is a whole neuroscientist. It's just unbelievable to me. What a girl boss. Um, And I do want to note that she also has some novellas coming out. I need to truthfully do more research on this, but she has some novellas coming out. Like one's called like Below Zero, I think. And yeah, I don't really know what's up with that. I don't think they're like tied to the love hypothesis or to love on the brain. But I don't, like I said, I'm not super, super sure. So yeah, but yeah, that is it for today's episode. I feel like this was a wicked short episode, a very like quick and dirty 
episode, but I just want to remind you all that like taking time to take care of yourself and spend some time just like away from your phone and even away from your own thoughts. I think that's what I love the most about reading personally is that it gives me a chance to like escape my own life while also finding material and finding stories that I really see myself in. Like for example, I really saw myself in Olive in The Love Hypothesis and it really helped me like reflect on myself while also getting away from, you know, the hustle and bustle of the day and diving into a story. I just think it's one of the best self-care acts. Um, I think it's one of the best ways to spend your free time. And so if you have the chance to pick up a book, even if you're spending five, 10 minutes a day reading, it's such a great way to like take some time for yourself, get out of your own head. And also besties, reading is so good for your brain. And if you want to be a good writer, if you're in school right now, or if you're in a job where you have to do any sort of copyright or anything like that, or even just writing emails, the best way to be a good writer is to be a good reader. So I highly recommend, you know, setting a reading goal for yourself this year, even if it's one book. You want to read one book this year? I stand. Good for you for reading that one book. And it should be The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. But I won't sing that book's praises too, too much because it's just so unbelievably good. I also did want to note that I didn't go too, too much into what these books are about, mainly because I'm the type of person that loves knowing as little as possible going into books. And I really think that with all of these books, it's just best to know as little as possible. I'll leave in the show notes some links to their Goodreads pages or their Amazon pages, things like that, so you can get a synopsis. But I didn't want to dive too deep into what these books are about because that just like ruins it. (laughs) You need to not know anything about them other than like obviously trigger warnings and things like that. But yeah, With that, I think that is all for this episode. Again, it was a really quick one, but I feel like we've been posting some very long episodes. Maybe this is a good change of pace for you. So yeah, let us know if you want more book content in the future. Let us know if you want us to do another book club. And if so, what books you would want to see in that book club. As always, make sure to follow us on Instagram at two degrees hotter and don't forget to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And also don't forget to head to the link in the show notes to submit any story or anything that you need advice on for our upcoming advice column episode. We're super excited about that. And with that, I will chat. Well, I'll be back with Anya next week to chat with you guys. So I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye guys. <laughs>